LAS. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Oh, I'm starting to record? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love that. <clears throat> hey. Hey. It's season two. Season two. Of what do you want to talk about? The podcast where two friends take turns surprising each other with topics to talk about. That's right. She's Lindsay and I am Jason and we are both parents and comedy writers. Yeah, it's like Pollyanna meets... Friedrich Nietzsche. Yeah, or like, I, I would assume that's correct. Yeah, I don't know pretty, that person. Pretty, pretty correct, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's like flowers meet... The stuff that people pile on, you know, grave sites and... Your, your bodies and your things. dirt. Well, you know. That's dark. And we've added a new segment to the show called the Rando Mo. It's a random moment because we want to know what you want us to talk about. And you can send in your ideas and suggestions, and we put them on little pieces of paper, and we put them in a jar, and we shake them up, and then we don't have any control over what we are then told we need to talk about. You decide. If you want to decide, you can send it to laspodcastnetwork.com slash what do you wanna, W-A-N-N-A. This podcast comes out every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you can find your podcasts. This show was produced and distributed by LAS Podcast Network. To support this show and other shows like it, subscribe to LAS Plus. For more, you can visit laspodcastnetwork.com slash Plus. You can find our podcast anywhere that you get your podcast hit, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Or from that creepy dude with the top hat and the trench coat eating that Reuben sandwich that's just half soaked in mayo in the dark alley. Nice. He's the guy with the good podcast. It just be that you score your podcast in a dark alley with a guy wearing a trench coat? Reuben. Mayonnaise. You brought mayonnaise into the mix. Yeah, it should have been Thousand Island. <gasps> it was such a mistake. It should have been Thousand Island. Can you put something together from all that? Or do you want, you want me to do one more? <laughs> L-A-S. Hello guys, and welcome to The Innovative Creative, where we help designers and clients better understand design using an alternative way of thought. I'm your host, Devin Green. If you like the show and want to support me and other local creatives like me, consider subscribing to LAS Plus. You'll get exclusive content, ad-free episodes, discounts at live events, and much more. For more information on LAS Plus, go to lasmediagroup.com slash plus. Hello guys, so we are here for part two of what is your style? So I'm going to continue from what I talked about in the last episode, but I'm going to start with uh, three segments. Actually, I'm going to start with uh, practice first because I know I talked about that one in the uh, for the longest part. But our three segments this time is practice, embracing change, and adapting or not adapting to current culture. So let's get into the first one practice once you know what you want to do perfect it i know i said that in other podcasts but i'm saying it again because it's one of those things that most people leave out 
when they come when it comes to design. You always have to practice. You always have to get better. You always have to like just if you want to be a part of this field, you got to continuously make yourself better in order to be in the position that you want to be. And I learned that the hard way because I was like, oh, I'm not learning new technology. I got this. I got that. Granted, there are situations where you learn a technology and you're comfortable with it and that's what you want to use. That's completely different from uh, having good technology, knowing it's out of date and then not continuously uh, continuously using it and giving people a subpar product because you're using old technology. That is the thing. A good example is that I used October CMS to build websites and I used to use Webflow. The reason why I switched to October CMS is because Webflow didn't allow me the functionality that I would like, the granular control over the code that I liked. So I decided to just build the code myself and go from there. But that's really just, yeah, like I said before, once you know what you want to do, perfect it. And that may be creating content consistently for your business. That may be designing daily. That may be figuring out your language for your customers, and that may be understanding the market that you're in. You really got to continuously do it all the time. Well, maybe not all the time because I know you got life and family, but you got to continuously do it. You got to always strive to be better and have that hunger in order to get where you need to be. And even if that hunger is small, like just so that way you can learn one thing a day or anything like that, that's perfectly fine too. As long as you're always trying to learn something in your field and trying to like get to yourself, get yourself better. That's, that's, that's always like a plus, but that leads me into my next segment, embracing change. All right. So embracing uh, change. So believe it or not, your style is adaptable to any change period flat out 100% adaptable to anything. The reason why I know this is because most people follow the rules of Dieter Ram's 10 principles of design. And in order to make good design, almost every person that I know have followed those rules intentionally or unintentionally. And it's one of those things that kind of equates back to like your style is adaptable to anything. You can adapt your style to a computer you can adapt your style to a light bulb. You can adapt your style to a piece of art that someone else built with their permission, of course. You can adapt your style to anything, anything at all. And you just have to figure out how to adapt it. That may be kind of like finding a pathway to getting to where you need to be in that particular style or context of uh, adaptation. And it's just one of those things you really have to just like get, get into and just get to where it needs to be. And that go, and that's why I said practice first, because you, uh, when I say your style is adaptable to any change, you got to practice those adapt adaptations and find out if you need to do those adaptations as well. And that pretty much gets to me where like change is inevitable you'll have to get used to being uncomfortable. And honestly, that's where the magic happens. You will, if you're used to being uncomfortable and you're used to uh, ha change and all the other stuff, 
you end up creating beautiful, wonderful things that are beautiful to you, clients, and your customers, and pretty much everyone else out there. It's it, And it's really cool to always adapt to that change and always adapt your style to something completely different. And with that being said, that leads me into my last segment, adapting or not adapting to current culture. Okay, so what I mean by this is culture is everywhere. Culture is always going to change. So adapting to or not adapting to current culture can have its ups and downs and it's it's kind of a one of those things where you got to like gauge yourself and figure out if this is a good idea or not. So I got three segments under this and it's got a lot of information for you guys. So the first segment is never create or do something that goes against your core values. And that's when you're trying to adapt to culture. And the reason why is because you'll end up having a bad time altogether. You ever do something you don't want to do and you end up doing it anyway because you said you were going to do it? It's, it's a pain in the ass feeling. It's not one of those things that people like to do. Granted, I've done it myself before. Uh, I've had some clients where I get hired by them and they have me do all of these things. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And I end up being like, OK, I don't like doing this. And then like I end up doing it again and again. And then I learned my lesson maybe the fourth or fifth time. Sometimes it takes one. Sometimes it takes five or six. Sometimes it takes a long, long, a long, long, long time, though. But what I'm trying to say is you don't want to create or do something that goes against your core values. I have an episode about what your core values is in design. Um, the name of the episode escapes me, but it talks about develop, oh, yeah, design principles. Developing your own design principles is what it is. And it talks about creating your own core values for your design principles and going to there. And if you ever go against those, then that really just it just puts you in a bad position. You set those core values for a reason. And the reason why is because you don't want to go into a negative like mind state or anything like that. So you always want to make sure you never create or do something that goes against your core values. And another reason why is it can, can potentially lead to you just quitting altogether. And another reason why is you you won't love your work since it's something you don't want to do. But, yeah, that leads me into the next subsegment. Uh, finding find a way to relate today's culture with your business or design. And there's a way, but make sure that path is clear. That's what I was talking about earlier. Uh, make sure that that path is clear for that relation to exist. Uh, other people need to understand it as well. So when it comes to art, there's no path for creation in that whole space. People create art because they think they, it looks good and art is subjective. And it's just one of those things that you cannot create a clear pathway to unless you're an artist or you intentionally create that clear pathway in the art. Some people do that. Some people don't. But since that art is that really, really wide range of uh, things that exist in there, it's just it's just hard to equate art to a path when it's really just made to be subjective and interpreted by the person that views the piece. But when it comes to design, uh, business and all that stuff, it really 
it, it's just one of those things. The path is the path is always there because in order to do any of these things, you have to have a path in order to get there. So there's a way to relate your style, um, your 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 style to today's culture and business. There's always a way. So like companies do it all the time, and the way they do it is like they'll see today's culture and they'll tap into it by you know embracing it with their branding and things like that and it's not some people have their thoughts about it but that's that's how they relate their business and brand to um that's how they find a pathway to culture more or less if that culture is like is 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 it there? Yes. Is it not? Is, does everybody agree with it? Probably not. But it's still one of those things where the connection there is there. It's you you can find the connection. You just got to go out and look for it. Um, just basically like you want to go out and go look for a skateboard. You you got to go to a skateboard shop in order to get a skateboard, or go to Walmart and get a cheap one. You know where they are. You just got to go and find it. So that leads me to the. Uh, actually there's one more little anecdote on that. So like I said before, there's a pathway, uh, other people need to understand it as well, but make it so a five-year-old can understand it. Because if you don't, then most likely a lot of people aren't going to understand it. I mean, there's some cases where you can't simplify it down to that particular, you know, area, but it's, it's one of those things where if a five-year-old can understand it, then everybody can understand it. If your business is so complex to the point where you have to explain it to the people in the market that you are at, that's perfectly fine too. But I'm really just saying you got to make it as simple as possible. Have you ever heard of the saying, kiss, keep it simple, stupid? That's a saying that's been around for a long, long time. And it's, it's, it's as simple as it says, keep it simple, stupid. (laughs) But yeah, now that leads me to my next subsegment. Creating your own culture or not adapting is harder, but more rewarding. And most people won't get it, and that's expected. It's because you created a context directly towards the group of people that you have that, that you want to uh, approach. And that's perfectly fine. That's, that's, that's expected. But most people that get it will be around for a very, very long time if you choose to do this way. And that's part of human nature. If people love something, they can relate. People love something they can relate with. And it's always just amazing that people, like, it's human nature that people love something they can relate with. It could be a freaking pencil on the ground. And I'm pretty sure there's a coat behind it. I don't, I'm not sure. Like, and then there's the apple coat, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> but uh, if you create something for a small amount of people in that culture, you are basically just creating something for them. And that goes back to me and saying context. Context is important. And it makes it easier for them to embrace it because you already created it for them. And that's that culture. That's that little small culture. And it's so rewarding afterwards when you create that. And like I said before, it's harder. Um, but this, and it is, uh, this, I didn't say that before, but I'm saying it now it's harder and it may take longer, but the results are just amazing. And it results in a well-rounded product. It makes things so much easier for you because you already have a direct pathway to uh, please the customer or designer or client. And 
it's just it just makes things easier. But yeah, that is pretty much it. And with that being said, thank you guys for listening for the second part. I hope this episode was episode series was good for you and share with everyone. Do all the things, you know, Uh, if you guys if you guys have any questions about the topics or just the question in general, shoot me an email at questions at innovatorcreative.fm. If you like the show and just pretty much want to support it, you can hit the follow button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen to the show at lasmediagroup.com slash the innovative creative and innovativecreative.fm. And another way you can support the show and local creatives like me in the area, you can consider subscribing to LAS Plus. So you'll get exclusive content ad-free episodes, discounts at live events, and much, much more. So for more information on that, go to lasmediagroup.com slash plus. All right, guys. Until next time, clients and designers, peace. Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit laspodcastnetwork.com.